But then a lot of time, because you want to fit in and you want to create for the mass, sometimes it's actually, it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. actually very tiring. So for me to realize that, no, I don't have to do that. I can just be who I am and design what I love. It's actually a lot. What's the word? Like levitating? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. Hi, hi. Welcome to At Home with Linda and Drew Scott, a show where we chat with artists, experts, dreamers, and doers about what makes us feel most at home. You know what makes me feel most at home? I bet you're going to tell me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Clothes that make me feel like me. Mm, that help you express you. And that's, yeah. a, that's a vibrant personality. And seeing you happy, that makes me feel at, at home. home. Linda, I have a serious question for you. I will marry you. Aw, again? <laughs> again. No, when you're doing from home Zoom conference calls or whatever you're doing, do you think it's important to dress up for where people don't see you on camera? What do you, where people don't see me on camera? Yeah, so basically, what? like, do you think that I should be wearing pants when I do interviews? Because oh, oh, sometimes oh. I don't want to. I just want to put on shorts or wear my underwear. That's it. Shorts is fine. Underwear is fine, too, if you're fine with like if you have to some like if you have to get up in the middle of it you might forget that you don't have pants on that's true and then you can be that guy on the work zoom call in front of your boss everyone screen grabs yeah exactly i I I don't know why they would screen grab home fashion though during this era of doing video calls at the very beginning i think i still was trying to dress up so that hey it's just like i'm out and about in press or whatever and i'll, I'll look my best and then i got to the point where i'm and like you know what makeup. i'm gonna be comfortable yeah. yeah you stopped wearing bras you stopped wearing <laughs> undies i feel you so, yeah i i usually just wear like stretchy pants joggy pants and then depending on the meeting i'll put on a more pant pants no, 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 like a shirt. <laughs> you know what it is? You you always look good, mainly because you wear all my clothes. So <laughs> you make it look better than me. But maybe our guest today could help us with our video conference call style by upping our game to something that would be fashion, like Met Gala worthy. Mm, at home? At home. I mean, <laughs> why why wait to once a year to go to the Met Gala to wear something impressive when I could just wear it at home? That's true. I mean, for the most part, like I don't want to put on clothes. Like I just like being naked. But once in a while, I do like dressing up. It is fun. It is fun. I mean, I like yeah. you being naked too, but it is fun to dress up. <laughs> I actually like when we compliment each other too. And you're you're really with good at that. With our nakedness? Yes. No, with uh, when you're pulling an outfit for me that sort of compliments yours. I like that. I love men's fashion. It's not matching. We don't matchy-matchy, but we compliment. Yes. You're like the ketchup to my mustard stains. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good segue into introducing our next guest. <laughs> the ketchup and mustard stains? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Great splashes of color. Very in, on trend. Yes. We get to chat with one of our fave designers and fave people, Tai Nguyen. And we first saw him on Say I Do on Netflix. If you haven't seen the show, you need to watch you it. You will cry. I'm wor- if it you've is ever, just so feel good. If you've watched Celebrity IOU, you cry. But Say I Do... You'll double cry. Yeah, we binged, what was it, like five episodes? And then by the end of that, I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> My eyes were just so puffy. I went through a whole box of Kleenex. But it is good. It, it's all feel good in the way that they're helping people through their, this very important time of their lives or helping people get to that point where they, they feel 
beautiful themselves, that they feel invigorated to just bring out their personality. I love it. Yeah. And, and Ty is a fashion designer and creative director at Ty Nguyen. His own label that he launched in 2002. Hence his own name. Yes. <laughs> he is a Vietnamese American designer and he was born and raised in South Vietnam. Yeah. Now I love that he is design dresses for some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood, but that's not what makes him awesome. I love the story behind what he makes. Every dress is an art piece and it's a story customized to who he's designing for. Um, mm -hmm. He's a really wonderful person. He's got such a great energy. It makes me smile. This is Tai Nguyen. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said... My. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not <laughs> mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I'm so happy uh, that I got to connect with you, you two, and I cannot wait to meet you guys in person. I know. Yeah we're, yeah, we're figuring out time for lunch or dinner or something. something. Yeah. Yeah, is, I'm is, in Orange County in Little Saigon. You awesome. know, so either we go out to eat or if you want to have home cooked meal from Kevin's mom oh. that we get every night. Uh, yeah, I'm I think that's Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, is Kevin your boyfriend or fiance? Did you guys get a Boyfriend, okay. boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Don't rush them, Linda. <laughs> not yet, not fiance yet. We're still working it out. We're trying to work it. Like, you know, my parents still haven't seen Say I Do. What? Really? Yeah, because oh, they wanna... live in Seattle and I haven't seen them since COVID. Oh, man. And uh, they don't really watch American television. You know, mm -hmm. they only yeah. watch the Vietnamese thing and... I personally, I want to watch with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, well, they, they, they need the little translation and all that miss, you know, translation. I don't want yeah. that. I'm the only child and they worry so much. They worry about so many things. And for them, it's, uh, I, I, I want to give them time and I want them to be exposed to our kind of love. Um, it's a secret for me that I actually set up camera in my living room so that my mom can see us, see how we interact with each other, how we oh, live together. And, oh. and that's how I let my mom know that I am well taken care of and we are both very happy together, living together. And mm. now she's like, grew to love Kevin even more than me. She was like, how come you don't really do a lot of stuff around the house? I only see oh. Kevin doing this <laughs> around the house. Okay, well, wait, we, we got to back up here. We got we to gotta dive right into this because you literally just said that you set up little hidden cameras in your own home so your mom can spy on you. Who does that? I do, I do. <laughs> no, living room and kitchen. 
And she would literally text me or Kevin when the battery is out. She's like, the battery's out. I can't see you guys. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So she's not watching any like American programming, but she's watching reality yeah. TV right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so what was your what was your main um, reason for doing that? Was it was it solely for her to get to know Kevin more or was it to understand what life in America is like for you? What is life? What life is like for two of us hmm. as a gay uh, uh, relationship? You know, because oh. I was—I have been with Kevin this October will be 15 years. Wow! Yeah, and I did not come out to them until 10 on our 10-year anniversary. Mm. Wow! 10 yes. years! Wow! 10 years! Because the the you know I just it's like don't ask, don't tell, mm-hmm. and my grandma was still alive at that time, and I didn't want to be the responsibility, you know, of, of, of disappointing the whole family. And, you know, with the Vietnamese culture, it's all about keeping faith and the, the, mm-hmm. the, the family, the relatives, what they're going to say, how they're going to judge. So my parents are very, very, like, all about the family. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, I didn't come out until five years ago. And then two years after that, I, we wanted to have a wedding. And then I asked for their permission with Kevin's parents and my parents. And uh, only Kevin's dad say yes. The only mm-hmm. person we thought he would say no, but he say yes. And mm-hmm. then my parents say no and his mom say no. So how did you process that? So then we just, you know, Kevin and I, we both talked about it. We're both very sad and devastated. But then we said we respect our parents so much, you know, because they sacrifice so much for us. And they just need time. We, we have decided that, you know, we've waited this long. We, we, we're going to wait. We're going to wait mm-hmm. until they fully accept and fully like, you know, because Kevin and I, we are committed. Mm-hmm. We are building a family together. We're building a life together. We just need this wedding as a celebration. And mm-hmm. for, to have that celebration, I want to have both of our parents in it. Mm, that's so beautiful and so compassionate and understanding because you could very easily just say like, screw it. Yeah. Um, if they don't support me, then whatever, I'm not going to have them in our lives. But right. um, for you to kind of take them along and show them how, you know, cared for and loved you are in your relationship. I think that that means that must mean a lot for a parent to see because they, mm-hmm. they do just want the best for you. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think my, I know my mom, my dad, all they wanted to, 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 all they want for me is just to be happy and have somebody there to take care of me and, you know, grow old with, you mm-hmm. know, and I have seen couples that, you know, went on with their life and didn't care about what the parents say. It's okay if they didn't come to their wedding, but then there's always that missing link, you know, yeah. and I don't want that. Yeah. I have always you know, I've been living with that avoidance with my parents for a very long time until I come out. And I don't want to live like that for the rest of my life. Mm. I want, no. if anything, I want to connect. Now it's less weird that you set up a camera in your house <laughs> yeah. because it's actually really cool to to show your mom. Because what is family? Family is having someone there for you, people there for you to love and support you. And this is showing your mom that. Yeah. Every time we have... Because uh, my parents are in Seattle, Kevin's parents are here. We do all the holidays at our house, and we do the for Lunar New Year that we have all of our friends come over and gamble, like all different type of like you know boku and all that stuff. So my my parents actually stayed up 
and watch the cameras oh. to see that we play together and we hang out together. And, yeah. you know, Kevin and I, no matter how busy we are, we always manage that we have to have dinner together at night yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, at home because Kevin's mom's cook for us. So then she see that. And, and for me personally, growing up in America, uh, uh, came, born in Vietnam, came, came here when I was 13, I need that exposure myself. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm learning, everything I'm, I am who I am today is by exposed to things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I see that. I see that with my parents. They need to be exposed to mm-hmm. our kind of love, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and, totally. and, and it's better. And especially with our culture, it's really hard for us to communicate with our parents. Yeah. So a lot of the time, I just want to show it to them instead of telling them. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of so times they easier. might be like, you know, you you will always be our son. You don't know as much as we do, so don't tell us how we feel or what we should do. But I just so therefore I just want to show it to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it. So what's it like now? Like now that um, you said your your mom loves Kevin more than you do. Or more than she loves you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about the wedding ever since that conversation. But Kevin's mom is, is a, you know, she always support us. Mm-hmm. She only say no because she was supporting my parents. Mm. She didn't want to feel like... So after the conversation, we had a family conversation with Kevin's parents. And Kevin's siblings were talking to his mom and said, why did you say no? Mm. Like, you know this whole relationship from the beginning. Why did you say no? She said, as a mom, she cared for my mom. So she has to say no. Well, hopefully as they both grow, um, then together that that's something that they can uh, come to embrace. What was childhood like for you? Tell us about growing up in, you were in Saigon, right? Yeah, I was born in Meath Hall, which is like the South, uh, like an hour away from Saigon. And I grew up in Saigon and uh, my parents had a private sewing school back in the day in Saigon. So I kind of grew up with sewing. I, um, my parents, my dad is a teacher. I still have his book teaching people how to become a seamstress. Oh, cool. It's oh, wow. not to become a fashion designer, it's to just a, uh, to become a seamstress, to make a, to make a living. And I learned how to sew when I was nine, you know, just uh, get into that really young and, uh, uh, for the student to to save money and save fabric, so they make all of their samples for me on me. So because I'm <laughs> little, so I have girls' clothes, guys' clothes. I have new clothes every day. That's amazing. So that was amazing. my childhood. I think like uh, a year before. So I came when I was 13. So at 11, 12, that's when I stopped going to school and just homeschooling because we know that we're gonna go to America mm-hmm. and just kind of prepare for all that, and then. For some reason, the minute I got to Olympia, Washington is when when I first arrived in America, I completely left all that behind and just start all over. Mm. Like 13, just kind of start all over. Just how do I navigate myself? And I just, I didn't want to think about Vietnam mm. at all. And just very on my own because my parents literally were just working three jobs just to, you know, trying to get our own apartment. And then they, from working in the morning and then they working at the sewing factory and then Mm -hmm. they were cleaning buildings at night and I would just buy myself all the time. So then I, that's when I decided that, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. Just Mm -hmm. let it go. That 13 years in Vietnam, 
is gone. So yeah, when you say you wanted to forget everything about Vietnam, was it um, because you you love your culture and you know your your families? But like when you say you want to forget everything, is it like the way you were taught? Like you felt like it was limiting, or what about it did you want to forget? It was it was limiting. You know, it was uh, I was alone because I knew I was gay at a very young mm. age. Right. So I was alone. I was in my little world in Vietnam, but that world, I didn't think it exist. Mm. People were saying, you know, when you from Vietnam, if you get to go to America, you get to be in paradise. So I'm like, I want to leave all of that loneliness. Mm. Right. And just be in this paradise and just have a new life. I mean, 1993, it was so, it's not like how it is now. Now mm. Vietnam is very, de- like, you know, updated and developed, not mm-hmm. back then. And it was, yeah. I was terrified uh, to, uh, to knowing how that I'm different than other kids. So that's why I didn't want to be around other kids. That's mm. why I'd rather be with the student, the grownups. When, when did you start to really embrace yourself? Was it when you were that 13, 14, when you came into Washington State? When did that come out? That came out in college. I think that was uh, like after the second year of college in Los Angeles. That's when I was, you know, I came to West Hollywood and I was like, oh my God, it's actually like, it exists. Like, you know, I belong. (laughs) Oh, backtrack a little bit. It was sophomore year in high school. That's when I just speak English like naturally come out speaking English because yeah. before that I would have to think in Vietnamese, uh, translate into an English in my head right. and then speak it. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, after sophomore year and I was like, you know what? It's actually, I belong here now because I speak the language now. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, you know, from a small town, uh, still doesn't know a lot of things. And then forward to second year of college. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I have a purpose and fashion. It's I'm passionate about it. And I mean, now I'm truly, truly happy. I get to wake up and do what I love every day. I have Kevin and my, my families know both families know about us. And, you know, now I actually want to be alone more than meeting a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. But when, when you talk about you still being lonely, even though you felt, um, more at home with what you were doing and and where you were living and what you were studying. Is that, do you think that was, that may have been because you still had that part of you that wasn't connected with your family, Mm -hmm. like with this new life? Mm -hmm. Because at that time I was still exploring. I wasn't sure who I want to be with. You know, I was dating everyone else, but but Vietnamese (laughs) (laughs) and and, and, uh, just exploring and, I wasn't be able to communicate with my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, there was that avoidance. Right. Uh, there in Seattle, I only come home on Christmas, which is my grandma's birthday. Oh. And that's it. And it was just, you know, just being there and not really be able to, to, to when I come home, I, dra- I have to dress a certain way. I have to be a certain mm. way, you know, and right. it, it, was, it, it wasn't fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you were sort of halfway to where you, you wanted to be being in America, but it wasn't quite 
it wasn't quite there because you still had to put on that shell or that that image of what your family. I think to put. that's why, like, for so many people, it's so hard to like go back home or to their mm-hmm. childhood home because, like, you do have to face your childhood self yeah. and and the somehow anxiety. find that you know connection. And between it's not like who just you are now. the parents; you have the relatives yeah. who's bombarded you with questions like. Who are you dating? When are you getting married? Mm-hmm. The grandma, you know, when are you getting married? Blah blah blah. Grandma. You know, and you just see that disappointment on your parents' face when you can't answer those questions to yeah. their liking. To their liking, yeah. yeah. Lynn and I talked about this, and we we're going to talk about say I do, but uh, we've talked about this even you know from our wedding and other experiences that. Why is it there's so many like parents and your you know siblings or your circle of friends, they all think they have so much input for your wedding. Back off. I think like because people love you, they think that gives them like a ticket to to tell you what they think is best for you. Yeah. Because they yeah. think they know. It's either they love you and they want the best for you because they have seen other people's wedding. Yeah. Other, or they have, they have judged other people's wedding. They're like, so-and-so did that. And that was not good. So you shouldn't right. be doing that, right? <laughs> That's yeah. judging. Or they were just kind of like judging our family. Like if you have the ability to do this, you should be doing this, 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 this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have some kind of standards that it's none of their business. Like yeah. exactly what truth is. Yeah. None of their business, yeah. but they have this like they feel it is. you should meet. Yeah. If yeah. not, then you disappointed them, but yeah. it's not their wedding. No, that's, that's <laughs> my whole thing is that everybody's life is different in everyone's home. You know, what makes our home feel like our home is completely different than what makes your home feel like your home. And yes. that's something to celebrate it, that we're all different and that mm-hmm. we have all these different interests and loves and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So with Say I Do, tell us about that experience because I know you said that you've never cried so much in your life. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that process and then now being in the thick of it with these people planning this next big step of their lives. When I heard about that show through my casting, uh, through a casting director who casted me 10 years ago on a show called Launch My Line on Bravo, um, 10 years ago, it was a different tie. Like I told you, like I was me in my elements, but not completely free. So I was not camera ready. I was not fun on camera. I I was boring. But I was really good at what I do. So I stay until the end of the show. I was the first runner up. But then 10 years later, Ethan shared me about this. And he's like, I think they created this show for you. Like they're looking for this person who can make a wedding gown in 24 hours. And then I was like, that's what I do every day. I see (laughs) brides, I see client every day. I hear their stories. I'm like a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, beside a fashion designer, I'm plus listening to, to their story and they get, you know, and sh- share that journey with them. And so uh, that's when I call, like, naturally, I call myself Fairy Gown Mother on the show because it's more it. than just a fashion designer. Who, who was cast first or were you guys all brought in together? Uh, I think we, we we did the whole chemistry test. It was like a group of a lot, a lot of uh, mm. gay guys in one room, <laughs> you know. And uh, it was it was a really fun experience with you with you know chemistry uh, tests. And uh, for some reason, we the three of us we click and we were inseparable. Like we were, doesn't matter what scenario they threw at us. We were always together, but I was the only uh, Asian guy in the group. So, really? <laughs> like, you know, it was yay for Asian. There you go. <laughs> 
there was a lot of guys in the fashion industry, but more stylist. Right. And not so much of designer and cutting and making and sewing. Hands on, uh, so yeah. I think, yeah, hands on. So I think I was the only, the only one. Well, we're so glad that that worked out because it's so fun to watch. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Of all the episodes, what was the most touching story for you? What, what were you the most excited to be a part of? I mean, they're all so different and so special. And I love them all. It's really hard to, to, to pick one. But um, because like, you know, I design based on their story. I don't design because of what's on the red carpet or, or what's on the runway or what's the trending now. Yeah. So... I really love hearing all their stories, but to to me, when it's when a bride planning a wedding, it's actually very stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though she might have like her mom or the entourage, but she's actually very lonely because yeah. at times she may not know who to talk to to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. So when I get to hear their story and be there and listen to them, my favorite part is to just be a really good listener and just listen to them. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time, that's the only thing the brides need is someone to listen to her. So I love Tiffany, like, you know, to create a black wedding gown. Like I love yeah. her. I love her story. And I just wanted her to feel the most beautiful and yeah. the most has like the most meaningful uh, wedding because, you know, her father and her sister cannot be there with her. So in yeah. a way that dress represent that, mm. right? Yeah. And and I love, I love uh, Etsy, the Cinderella, but especially I love what Skylar and Randy went through because that's kind of like how I went through or mm-hmm. how I was going through. Yeah. And... From that experience, actually, that moment, I didn't plan to go on stage, you know, to to share my story. But because in that moment, in mm-hmm. that community, gave me the strength mm. to come up and share my story and free myself, mm-hmm. free myself, free, free Kevin, you know, and that's where you get the tie today yeah. just because of that moment. What I really love on the show and watching too is how what what they're wearing for you know their their big day and and in general it can transform how they feel it can bring out the real them it can bring out a different personality how does that feel for you to be able to see what you create for them truly does take off all those layers of um almost like protection of what people build up over time to protect themselves but you let them be free proud just so proud to me, it's, it's, it's not what, they, what they're wearing. It's not just a piece of garment. It's their whole life. You know what story. I mean? Yeah. 
that's the reason why I'm so happy and so grateful that I get to do this. It's not just on the show. It's also what I do every day. Every time I see someone wearing my dress or my outfit is just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And, and people might not see that. They might just see the outfit. But for me, I see more than an outfit. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, like why we came up with that design and mm-hmm. how it was made. It was just proud of them that they were able to share that with me so I can create that for them. But then also kind of like pat in the back yeah. myself that I was able to create that for them. Cause yeah. that's, that's really, it's really special. You, you mentioned during the uh, audition process or casting process that you were the only Asian in the room. Do you find that that has, has changed or improved over the years? Or is that still very much the case where like Asian designers aren't as represented? And how does it feel for you to be, you know, Blazing the trail. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I was surprised. And, but then at the same time, I'm not because there's a lot of, I know there are a lot of Asian designer out there, but they are very reserved. Mm. And they are probably just silently working on their craft, doing their things, and might not want to be on a show because be on a show it can be a lot and mm-hmm. it's not for everyone mm-hmm. right and a lot of time being on a show can be hurtful if you cannot be able to be who you are right yeah. mm-hmm. especially reality but i love say i do is because it's not a competition it's actually a feel-good show that is real to, to you know it's love story Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm so grateful for that. And I myself, as a Vietnamese American fashion designer, I said this many um, uh, in other press is that it's been a long, long journey for me because a lot of a lot of to follow the industry standard. Sometimes I had to change who I am as a mm-hmm. designer. Mm-hmm. I had to change the way I design. I had to change who I am as a Vietnamese American. And a lot of times, sometimes they ask me to like even change my name because it's too Vietnamese. So hmm. that's the reason why I think a lot, there might not be a lot of Asian designer at that time, at that moment. But I'm hoping that if you are out there, you look like me, you speak like me, you do what I do. If I can do this, you can mm-hmm. do it too. I'm glad you haven't tried to fit in a mold and you stuck to who you are. No, but I was lost for a while though, mm. trying to fit in. But then that that it's it's that's why it took me a long time. You know, mm. but then I I'm so grateful that I didn't change who I am. And now mm. I'm so proud that you know, time wing is not hard to pronounce. You know, is you people can say it and it's okay if i don't cater to everyone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because i think that's a lesson learned for a lot of people is that you can you you don't have to cater to everybody you just have to cater Mm -hmm. to people the one that actually appreciate and care for what you do and and i love designing aoyai you know, and a lot of time back then when I was trying to create a collection and then the publicist was like, no, that's too Vietnamese. That's like ethnic, like it's, it will not work. But you know what? That's who I am. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I'm so proud of it. And especially all of a sudden, you know, with the climate that we're in, and then we have Kelly Marie Tran yeah. who decided to wear that Aoyai on, you know, the premiere of yeah. Raya. And it was, it became an iconic moment. And yeah. and then that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to push all the way. And it resonates with with people to whom it matters as well, not just like the general masses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's way more meaningful than just yeah. you know designing a generic, beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who wants it's to be generic? Inspiring. None of us want to be generic. <laughs> none of well, us, I think none of us want to be generic. Yeah, exactly. But, but there is a risk to that, you know, in, yeah. in being yourself. And that that is why it's so hard. But then a lot of time, because you don't want to be, uh, you want to fit in and you want to create for the mass sometimes, it's actually, it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. actually very tiring. So for me to realize that, no, I don't have to do that. I can just be who I am and design what I love. It's actually a lot. It's, it's, it's a, what's the word? Like levitating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Was there a pivotal moment where, where you felt free to be yourself and express that in your work and in your fashion? I mean, prior to the show and then being on the show, that's when I realized that people were like, could you create a, a bridal collection and just have it a runway show in New York Fashion Week? And I was like, no, because I would rather pick randomly like, you know, 10, 12 of the brides that deserve to have this wedding gown and, des- and design that for them. Mm-hmm. Instead of design a collection and just have model wear it, that they have no connection to right. that dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Did you wear an Aoyai for your wedding, Drew? I did not. Linda did, right? I wore something um, like similar. It was with the with the pants. Yeah. For the tea ceremony. Yeah. 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 So, so my so sister Aoyai, lent it you to wear me. with the pants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or okay. That's Vietnamese. The Aoyai, you wear with the pants. And Chinese, the Sung Sam, the, the Kipa or the Chong Sam, you, oh, you don't K-pop. wear with yeah. pants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wore the Aoyai. So is my my cultural aoyai is my Scottish kilt. So maybe what's whatever the, the Scottish kilt equivalent. version of that the equivalent for Scots. I wore a kilt oh, for the okay. wedding. So yeah. we would, I, but I would love to do because what I normally do if it's like a cross culture, then I would use uh, the ins, use the inspiration. Maybe we use the fabric from your country to make into an aoyai. Oh, oh. that would be really And it's really like a blend of two culture. That is pretty cool. I mean, there's some amazing tartans in, in the, the Scott tartans as well. I think we have about 12 or more. What's the next thing you're super excited about? What's something that's in the works, whether it's a year down the road or longer, but what, what are you really excited about? After I realized that the Aoyai is something that it's around my life since I was young, since um, the, the main inspiration throughout my whole career and uh, right now, it's on the main street. It's on the red carpet. After Kelly wore it, we create a doll that we're going to ship to people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just as like, you know, inspiration. Because I think it has to start with our younger generation mm-hmm. to feel proud mm-hmm. of our traditional garment. So that's the reason why I came up with the doll. And from that doll, I actually got proposed to co-author a children book series, and that's coming out soon. Is also about the Aoyai. Cool. Oh. I'm yeah. gonna say, oh, oh yeah, for the Aoyai. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's amazing. That will be the slogan. There you go. Done. All right. I also love that proceeds from the dolls that are sold will actually go to raise money for risenow.us. That's awesome. I haven't seen any renderings or anything of the doll version. So I mean, I think it's on the Kickstarter page, right? Yeah, it's on the Kickstarter. I have. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah! So pretty. Yeah. So we oh, are gorgeous. actually we are waiting for the packaging for the box that we created here locally um, to 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 fulfill to put her in and tie her up and then you know tie her up at the waist <laughs> like a present and then yeah. ship it to people. Nice, oh, amazing, so exciting! Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so proud and. This all happened during pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and there's something good out of it. Is like, you know, I have the time, and it was so inspiring, um, and it was so inspiring to so many people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I have moms sending me photo of their daughters just went in the closet, grab an out, yeah, I wear and take a picture and DM me because she feel like now she can go to a birthday party and wear this out yai mm-hmm. and she doesn't have to dress like Cinderella or, or yeah. wow. you know, and I Represent think that's yourself. very, very, very important. Yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing. Uh, I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And yeah, I mean, you, you have such an amazing journey and I think you'll continue to inspire so many people. We, we like to wrap up our conversations with a speed round if you're ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hard hitting questions, Linda. <laughs> All right. What meal makes you feel at home and who cooked it? Bumbo Hui, Kevin's mm. mom. Bumbo Hui. All right. That's what we're going to have. Is that what you offered us? Yeah. When we come yes. home. Yes. Yeah. She makes that every day. Oh. oh my gosh. I would love it. Linda made me a kanji last night. I love it. What? What kind of kanji? Jiaogia. She she did uh, a preserved egg. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like okay. the salted preserved egg with ginger mm-hmm. and green onions. Oh, I love so that. Good. I love that. So I good. just had half of a moon cake with salted preserved eggs Ooh. inside. Oh, amazing. So good. Uh, what's <laughs> your what's your uniform at home for somebody who's so stylish? What's your actual uniform at home? T-shirt and sweats. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right now you're just wearing sweatpants below the yeah. No, below I'm the wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I, my thing is that even the whole pandemic, it, when the whole thing was on Zoom, but I have to dress the whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah, have, to feel, feel, I have to have that yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Name three things on your bedside table. Uh, my water, my laptop, and my jewelry. Oh. The jewelry, like rings and stuff? Yeah, I take them all off. Well, not these. These stay yeah. on forever, but I take them yeah. all off and put it on the side table before I go to bed. Oh, nice. What smell reminds you of home? Jackfruit. Mm. That was in my welcome package from a scout production. Say I do. They got me a 50 pounds jackfruit. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. And I fell in love right away. I was like, I love them. They actually uh, know. That's they so know you. considerate. That's so I was nice. Like, I, it's, it's more considerate than if they were to send Linda and me because Linda loves durian. And I'm like, if they send that to <laughs> no, the house. No, I love nope. durian too. Oh, All right, we'll have house. durian shakes. Okay, so Linda and I can hang together. Yeah. And you and Kevin can hang somewhere else. Because <laughs> go. Kevin doesn't yeah. like durian either. But oh, Kevin. Linda, there's this place. They have avocado with durian <gasps> shake. It's so good. Okay, can good. we please go there? Yes, yes. I'm craving it. What is your memorable growth moment? Memorable growth moment. I think that was the... the 
in second year in college. That's when I was stuck in an elevator and people was like, push, 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 push me in the back. And I just literally stood there and screamed because I said, just let me out. Oh, well, that was yeah. the moment. You, using mm. your voice and you yeah. continue to. Very yeah. metaphorical. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. And we do really look forward to actually getting together in person one of these days. Thank you for having me. I look up to you guys and I love you guys and love what you do. And thank you for having me on your platform and sharing of my course. story. I feel like at home with you guys. Aww. Hey, there we go. We love Perfect. you and what you do and you continue to inspire us with your art. And next stop, we're going to have a fitting for Aoyai for you, both of you. Yes, Yay. amazing. Oh, yeah, Aoyai. I'm going to get my oh, own Aoyai. Yeah, for the Aoyai. That was really good. You were you were on it. I'm definitely on it. No, <laughs> I, I get excited. You, you can feed off of Ty's energy. And I think anybody around him gets more creative based on his energy. He is so kind and genuine. And we'll post a link to all of Ty's projects in our show notes. So check that out. Yes, lots of good stuff. And a huge thank you to our homies, Brandon Angelino, Annalie Bell, Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis, Wes Friend, Chris Cobain, Jessica Bryant Harvey, and Nicole Schachter. Our theme music for At Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And music is composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us. Always rate us. We love you rating and commenting. Yeah, we actually like your feedback. And to you, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.